Welcome to the Scarleteers podcast, where we talk about our favorite show, Miss Scarlet and the Duke. Welcome back, to Scarleteers, to the podcast. Welcome. I'm Amanda. And I'm Lindsay. And welcome back. I want to first off apologize to everybody. I have a cold. I will try to keep the coughing down and I will try to speak clearly and speak up. So I'm sorry if you can't hear me and I cough over anybody. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, it's that it's that wonderful time of year where the weather doesn't know what it's doing here. Yeah, so. that springtime cough, springtime yeah. cold. Yeah, it's it's wonderful. So <laughs> I apologize to everybody. Um, so oh, Lindsay, what you. are we doing today? Today, uh, we have a very fun packed uh, podcast for you all. Uh, we are discussing all things Eliza and William. And, Ooh. you know, this is our probably my favorite part of the show is Eliza and William. And judging by all the wonderful, wonderful comments that you fans kind of wrote to us when we said, hey, this is what the topic of our next podcast is going to be. It's something that is very, very important to you guys as well. So we're very excited to be chatting all about Eliza and William. And today we have a couple of guests with us and they are Lauren and Katie who are from the Instagram account Love to Love Romance. And welcome. Welcome, Lauren and Katie. Thank you. We're excited. Welcome. We're so happy to have you here. It's really exciting. Yeah, we're honored that you guys picked us. (laughs) (laughs) What? Why? You guys are really popular on Instagram. Mm-hmm. We love oh, well. your favorite posts. We do we do like to talk about the show, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Good. That's what we want. Now just to just to kind of help um our listeners identify you, because I've noticed when we were chatting just before, you have very similar accents. Yes. Which one is Lauren and which one is Katie? I'm Lauren. And I'm me. Katie. <laughs> you guys really do sound similar we're both from very similar areas so we like grew up not too far from each other so we're both from the u.s okay. gonna sound the same that's fine we'll figure Brilliant. it out Sorry. i thought about us sounding the same before <laughs> me neither well it's easy for me and amanda because we're obviously both from from different parts of the world so uh, it's probably very easy to distinguish between the two of us um but yeah so as we begin uh before we get into the the meat and grit of our our lovely podcast uh how did you both meet and how did you decide to share your love of tv show romances on instagram so i actually met lauren's best friend through my work and we became good friends and I think one day I was like rambling about once upon a time and like the Captain (laughs) Swan ship and um Stephanie was just like you have to meet my best friend Lauren like you guys like sound exactly the same (laughs) like you guys (laughs) have so much in common and how you talk about tv so then she kind of you know made us together made it happen a little bit yeah we actually met at disneyland Mm -hmm. oh wow oh so like a blind date for friends (laughs) pretty much yeah and she nailed it because we literally talk every single day now so oh that's wonderful 
Yeah, we just kept finding more and more like things that we had in common and shows that we watched. <laughs> and yeah. And we I realized that romance the- is kind of the number one for both of us in anything. Mm-hmm. So we kind of, and historical, especially. <laughs> I love that. I love that how TV shows really can just kind of bring people together and these kind of like yeah. virtual characters just, yeah, it, it's 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 one of the fun things and the really nice things about about tv and the internet that's what happened with you guys right yeah basically yeah we met through miss scarlet duke and became friends and i wrangled people for a podcast and (laughs) rest is history i guess yeah 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 as far as the instagram like we we actually started one i don't know if you guys are familiar with julian the phantoms but we like got obsessed with that. And so we wanted to be a part of that fandom. So we made an account um, for that and then it got canceled. And then (laughs) Lauren was just like, what if we just make another like general account? Cause we liked so much like making edits and memes and talking with other fans and stuff. So then that's kind of how this account came to be. Do you know what my niece and my my daughter absolutely gutted it that Julie and the Phantoms did not get another season. They loved oh, it. Hurts. Still hurts. Yeah. It does. <laughs> the best ones always do. Mm-hmm. This is true. So you guys yeah. cover a few different shows like Bridgerton, Outer Banks, and Sanditon. So before you even started watching that you saw it and go, oh, I want to watch this show. Uh, I'll take this one because it was it was me first. <laughs> okay. Um, so me and my mom uh, have always watched like historical romances together on PBS. Um, she grew up, we, we grew up watching like the Jane Austen adaptations and stuff. And she always raised me. I love those so much. Um, so I, that's kind of where it started. Me and my mom would watch Poldark together and Downton Abbey um, and things like that. So then I, this show actually, when I, I saw the promo for it, me and my mom were like, this looks perfect like this looks perfect and then I kind of forgot about it for like a full year and then just scrolling through PBS you know shows I saw I was like oh this show I forgot about this I never watched this I popped it on and I literally watched the entire season in one day Uh, I know it's only six episodes but I literally watched it like back to back and then I pretty aggressively texted me to watch (laughs) I was like you need to watch this immediately um (laughs) put everything else aside this is our show and it just from there we got really obsessed with Stuart Martin and watched everything that he's ever been in and I'm not joking when I say that (laughs) and yeah it just became like one of my favorite shows almost immediately probably like two scenes in I was like this is it for me (laughs) yeah it didn't take to like episode five like the rest of us or me (laughs) no it was right away (laughs) I knew I knew before I watched it was for me I just knew yeah 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 it felt like special for me because like we always tell each other what we're watching but like I could feel like that this one was different and how she was like being forceful about me watching it so like (laughs) okay I got it like so the next day then I watched it all and I'm like not as into mystery plots as Lauren is so I think that like she was maybe a little bit like oh like maybe Katie won't be as into this but then like the mysteries having to do with like so much like social causes and like Victorian history and that kind of stuff like 
even that part of it besides the romance was like more interesting to me so I definitely think that's kind of like the niche of it isn't it the whole it's not just hey who died this week and who killed them there's so much more history about it all Mm -hmm. definitely I know I've always liked the historic when they kind of move in the historical issues of the time into the plot and I've and I think that that's done very well with Miss Scarlet Totally. And so what is it about Eliza and William's relationship that you guys have have taken to your hearts like like a lot of us have? I feel Mm. like for me, I was pretty immediately interested in how they set up like them having history with each other and how the first episode they talk about the kiss and like all of that kind of comes up and but I remember not really knowing for sure like how romance heavy it was gonna be and then like all of a sudden at Henry's funeral William's like touching Eliza's (laughs) face and I'm like oh my gosh like I'm in like let's go like this is it so um yeah they got me pretty early on and yeah just their chemistry and like I love how she helps William like grow and see him kind of becoming more progressive which I think hopefully like will lead more in the future to like (laughs) them being able to compromise on some things but um hopefully fingers Fingers crossed fingers crossed yeah I think similar for me I think with them I actually going in I just assumed because I've read a lot of like Victorian romance mystery books that's kind of my favorite genre of books so usually they like meet the detective and then they fall in love from there I liked that it was kind of like Katie was saying that it was starting with this sort of they had this history and we don't really know much about it yet and we're kind of learning chipping away um and it just made it so much more like you're like oh there's a lot to this and then, yeah, you, you find it's already really deep. So what's the problem? And the kind of digging into that, I, I think that was really interesting. And then, yeah, obviously their chemistry is just insane. So that's a big part of it too. <laughs> totally. We, we, yeah. We're with you there. That's what I'll say. Mm-hmm. We agree. We totally agree. So everyone loves your fan videos. How long does it take to make them? And how do you choose a song? <laughs> You know, we've talked about this. It's kind of, I feel like it just sort of happens sometimes. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. You've probably figured that out by now. (laughs) Um, I usually start with Taylor Swift and just kind of like, I'm listening to her and I'm like matching it to my, to a shift that I'm into at the moment. And uh, I just kind of like, oh, this would work really well. We should do this. Um, Every once in a while though, like you'll, I'll just be listening to a random playlist and a song will come on. I'll be like, this is Eliza and William. I have to do this. But, and then uh, there's sometimes Katie, where we like try to find a song that fits, but I feel like usually it's just sort of by chance, right? Yeah. I feel like for me too, it's a lot of like, I'll just be listening to something and then I'll just hear a line and I'll like get a flash of a scene from a TV (laughs) from the show in my mind. And then I'm like, this is their song. But yeah, there are sometimes like on women's day or like, I knew I wanted to make a Moses edit and like I'll have a specific idea and then I'll like kind of search for songs but yeah most of the time I think it's pretty it just kind of comes to us Um, well that's really a good gift that you guys have because you know (laughs) I would say hardly anyone has that sort of a gift there's a few fans that have you know this gift of matching songs and videos and you know clipping together parts of the show but 
it's it's really amazing what you guys do with the video. So we appreciate it as fans. Oh, that's really sweet. Hundred percent. I, I I I love them. I think that they are such a powerful kind of reminder of the things that we love about the show, whether it's a William and, and Eliza video or like the one that you posted of Fitzroy. I it just made me smile <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, I love him. I know and yeah, it so doesn't cute. It's so cute. And I I love that kind of like, just when you're, when you've got two minutes and you think, oh, do I want to just quickly watch a scene or shall I just watch a fan video? And, and it's always really nice <laughs> because your, your little videos are so short and sweet and you can just go, okay, I'm just going to click on your account and I'm just going to have a quick scroll on your videos. And that, that's me for 10 minutes and, I, and I've got my little <laughs> fix and I'm, I'm good. <laughs> exactly. So, we yeah. definitely yeah. appreciate them because yeah, they really, must take a long time to do. It's really nice for us because like we actually like started like we just make them for each other. <laughs> like, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it wasn't for a while then until we started actually posting them. So then to see like other people enjoying them like outside of just us, like <laughs> and even like when the cast will like like one time when Felix posted one that was like oh, the best day of my life. And, like, <laughs> Um, yeah but they they sometimes they go really quick and other times they there can be certain parts that I kind of get tripped up on like matching lines to and finding what goes what fits and I can or like a lot (laughs) yeah we both sometimes will be like I did three different things for this and I hope this is sometimes you just do it for so long and you're like I think this is good but I don't really know anymore. So I send it to Katie and like kind of see what she says. And usually we just like scream at each other about it, you know, over text. <laughs> but we do put a lot of thought in, into it because we want, I think we're kind of trying to devastate each other a little bit. <laughs> we know exactly what like makes each other, like gets each other. So we'll like put specific scenes or things that we know the other like, like it really is like gifts between us. <laughs> and we just oh, happen to- you share them with everybody because we hope that other people are freaking out about the same things we are well it's happening so don't worry yeah (laughs) you guys are devastating all of us fans so good (laughs) that's the goal (laughs) 100 100 keep keep doing what you're doing because we are loving your work oh thank you yes so we got some really great kind of topics discussion points questions from the fans within both on the Facebook group and um, on our Instagram page. And it was lovely to see everybody's thoughts. There are some comments that we we cannot answer. Um, I wish I could answer Lila's question that was Eliza reading William's apology letter at the end of season one, episode six, because at the end of episode four, he says he's left her a note and we don't know what happened. Hopefully one day we will find out that yes, she oh. was reading that. But um, oh, I haven't even thought about this. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's one of those. It's one of those questions that you know we we definitely need to find an answer to. But we've got some great topics, discussion points, and hopefully, in amongst all of these, we will cover off all the, all the points that that people have have thought of that we that we can. So, first off. Eliza and William have a very complicated relationship. What do we make of the ups and downs of their relationship and why they can't be together right now? Who wants to kick us off? I will. Sure. Uh, Lauren will. 
Well, gosh. Um, <laughs> I think with them, they have been doing this for so long in their lives that they don't really know anything different. They're so kind of like latched onto each other in a, like a friendship way, a, a fem- family way that they don't really know how to like live life without each other. Um, and I think that that really makes it complex because normally when you're in a romantic thing with somebody, you kind of remember what it's like in most cases to not have them in that way. Um, and I think that that's a really big piece of why they're so up and down because they want to be with each other. And then they're also like, but you know, it's too complicated. There's too much differences. And then they're kind of like, but we really want it. And they just kind of go on this roller coaster constantly of going back and forth between that. I love that. I love that thought. It is like you say, I do. I appreciate that the, the problems between them are very 50, 50. Like I can swing depending on the day, whether I'm taking William's side on something or whether I'm taking Eliza's side on something or, you know, whether I'm like, I just want to bang your heads together right now. But <laughs> like you say, the idea of that, they're so used to being together and, you know, it's, it must be quite a complicated thing if you've been friends for so long to kind of go, well, how do we change this? Well, we see that with like, when he has a relationship with Arabella, he yeah. wants to date Arabella, but he also wants to keep his friendship with Eliza saying, you know, there are Wednesday dinners and, you know, Eliza says we can't. And William just wants to keep Eliza in his life at all costs. And that's really the rub with her. She can't see a way him to be, or for him to have her in his life with Arabelle in it. But yeah, I think that that's a good point. She that, definitely that doesn't is... want to share him. Oh, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> definitely not. Why would yeah, you? That's kind of the heartbreaking thing about this season for me, for William. It's like, you can see how much it pains him too. Like, he doesn't love Arabella, but he's like kind of forcing himself to be with her because she's the ideal of what he should want and he can't have who he really wants. Yeah. Totally. And so I just feel for him when he like does ask Eliza to, you know, keep wanting to be friends and stuff because he's trying like to hold on to her in any way he can. And 100%. Uh, I, I do feel like he's in a bit of a no win situation. And I think in times, in some ways, that's why I do tend to kind of lean towards feeling sorry for him in a way, because he he genuinely, I think from the very first episode, we can see that he really genuinely cares for her and in his little actions. I know a lot of people have made comments on the groups about, you know, William doesn't always respect Eliza and he just wants her to settle down and have babies. And I don't necessarily agree with that. I think in his actions are quite quietly done in the background and there's lots of little subtleties in the episodes where you kind of see he's trying to help but he doesn't give it the whole song and dance of hey let me help you it's kind of he's quite subtle in how he does it you know he's not asking her to thank him when he does help like um you know in in season one episode three one of the things when I rewatched it that just really stuck out is that 
you know, yes, he's kind of gone, hey, I'm going to give you a case and it's on behalf of Scotland Yard and it's all of this, that and the other and he's bigging it up. But the reality is he doesn't have a case and Scotland Yard is not going to pay her. He was going <laughs> to pay her out of his own money to help her because he wants to kind of help her. And it's not until you get to the mortuary scene where they're having a bit of a bust up that he kind of actually says there wasn't really a case and and I'm just trying to be a friend and help you. And I think that's quite I find that quite endearing because he's he's very subtle in in all of that but I do feel like he does have his own dreams and he does have his own wants and and sometimes because you know the show is in some ways from Eliza's perspective and you know we should be cheering her on and we should be wanting her to have great success as a private detective and not be wanting her to kind of settle down and and find love with William but I look at him and go, I don't want you to have to give up your dream as well, just mm-hmm. because your dream is I want to get married and, and settle down and, ha- you know, all of that versus Eliza, who is just gung ho wanting to, you know, get her name out there. I do. Yeah, sometimes... I think it... Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> I was going to say, I think that the the if you're going to say that uh, William disrespects Eliza sometimes, I think you have to say that she also does. disrespect him too you know it's a it's a it's a two-sided thing she's constantly you know undermining him she's constantly doing things behind his back and I'm not saying I love Eliza I'm not saying I don't love her um but like I can't you know I can't hear the argument of William being that way when Eliza is definitely that way too I think that's the biggest issue with this up and down is that (laughs) they're not ready to give that up she's not ready to give up her independence and he's not ready to give up this dream of have settling down and having a family which is kind of what the whole battle of season three is is them sort of realizing like oh maybe can we still have each other in our lives and also have these dreams the way we've pictured them in our blind vision you know yeah yeah blinders on (laughs) it's very true it's it's very like I never look at it and kind of get to a point of, oh, this is just the writers not wanting them to be together. There is legitimate reasons that we can sit here and discuss and point out and kind of go, this is, you know, I I can understand why these two people can't be together right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Sadly, yes. Sadly, yes. But I have faith that they'll, like, they'll figure out how to make it work. (laughs) I I know, I'm I'm not a writer so I don't know, but I'm like, I'm sure they can come up with something. <laughs> I do sometimes wonder, have they have the writers made it too complicated now? Uh, because there there is such a big difference yeah. in what they want. And I kind of there's part of me that goes, I really hope that that this that these things start to kind of we do see how they get resolved. And it's not just a case of nothing happens, nothing happens, nothing happens. And in the last ever episode, they kiss. And yeah, we're going to walk (laughs) off into the sunset because I sit there and I'm kind of like, no, no, I I want to know how do these two independent people really figure out how can they, you know, I know everybody's like, oh, when they get together, it's going to, yeah, I want, I want the whole picture, not just the little Mm -hmm. bit. And I find, I always find that really interesting. My favorite shows are not, ones that nothing happens nothing happens nothing happens and then they kiss in the last ever episode in the last five minutes my favorite <laughs> shows are like I love Luke and Lorelai from the Gilmore Girls I will always oh, love Luke yes. and Lorelai from the Gilmore Girls and I love the fact that in season at the end of season four those three episodes are my diehard favorite and I will watch those three episodes to death 
and and I love how it continued into season five and, and we got to see some of that how and they didn't change and it made it better and I think you know that's that's kind of for me I, I hope that at some point we do that there is that point where we can go okay now's the right time to start slowly putting them together we want to see them fight to make it work yes Definitely. I was say, I don't think that there's any way Stuart Martin is going to let it happen where they don't kiss. He, <laughs> too much. he is the number one Scarleteer fangirl. He says, kiss her now. Um, yeah. So I don't think that Stuart Martin will let, will let it uh, fall apart like that. I think he's going to, he ships it too hard. He's going to be like, no, we got to fix this. I hope so. Yeah, I we hope need so. at least one season of them like aren't married. <laughs> Him sweeping her into the files room and you know, mussing her hair, <laughs> knocking her hat off. Oh. We're we're, we're we're heading over into Miss Scarlet and the Duke after dark there, Amanda. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> we don't well, know. Okay. Katie and I have talked about this since season one. Um, like we know that oh my gosh, I totally lost my thought. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. I lost the train of well, thought. Well, I was gonna, maybe it's the same. I was gonna say like we've always felt like William is gonna have to be the one to compromise most because it does seem a little bit odd to have the woman like give up her like you know career and dreams or whatever. But yeah, I don't yeah, know exactly how that's William. Not necessarily compromising more, but changing his viewpoint more yes. through the season. Yeah. Yeah, and I think we see that at the end of a little bit more like yeah he's sort of chipping away at that as as we go on I think like end of season three we're kind of at a place where we're not really sure what he's going to do next with all the new information he's learned about himself Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um and it could go I don't know it could go lots of different ways but I'm hoping that he he starts to take some action on these feelings that he's very well aware of now and can't really hide from anymore yep okay well let's move on (laughs) Because we could talk for days and hours <laughs> about the ups and downs. Um, oh, yes. Let's go on to the next one, um, which is also another one that we could talk about for days and hours. So what is everyone's favorite Eliza and William scene? Toughy, isn't just it? Just one. Yeah, just one. <laughs> one or two, maybe. We can go with two. <laughs> what is your one, one per episode? <laughs> I can go first because yeah, I, I have a very yeah. clear go first. I, my favorite scene is uh, the the one from the end of uh, season one, episode four, where William brings the newspaper and he's a little bit coy. And, you know, Eliza's you know, he's broken into her office. And, and I, I just I that that oh. scene just I love the fact that it, it kind of shows that William can change and he can you know appreciate that she is a good detective and he is willing to go out on a limb for her where he can I like the fact that he's giving acknowledging her skills and and giving her a little bit of the PR that she desperately needed at that point but it can't get back to him because he still has to protect himself and I think at that stage Eliza was she was a little bit I think um, she she kind of had this expectation that William had to help her. Like she'd get really annoyed when he didn't, but she would never appreciate why. And, you know, we have to remember that he is a professional man and he 
has his own job to protect because you know if if I always sit there and I go he's in a very manly man's world in that Scotland Yard and if too many people realized that he was working with her he could get laughed out of Scotland Yard and he you know it's as much as William can change there's always going to be people around him that will look down on him for working with a woman rightly or wrongly and I loved the fact that this was a way that he could help her without damaging himself like it's a compromise of I want to help you there's not I'm not always going to be able to and I just I love that whole scene and I could probably recount it verbatim and it's just (laughs) one of my I just watch it and I just go there's so much there and there's so much possibility and there's just so much love in their eyes as well it's just for me the perfect scene and I know we've had others in season two and season three but that one just always sticks out in my mind as you know it's, yeah, it's, it's funny just you say that because Lauren and I both wrote that down. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! so we love that scene and actually like to go back to our edits kind of if you notice like it kind of became a running joke when we were making edits that like we always included that scene, <laughs> like in every video um and yeah when we would send it to each other we'd like scream about there's that scene so uh, yeah we love that scene too and yeah. you described it beautifully <laughs> you did the 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 there's so much there's so much love in that act from William like and the the like him being humble is not something that you see like on his daily job basis like that's not but he really takes a moment to be like okay I really screwed up and I care a lot about you and what you want for yourself and that's just huge for him like I feel like that like you said um Lindsay that was just like a really big moment of growth for him and you could see like okay he can make some changes he could he could like learn to respect this and they can maybe figure this out and you figure that out in that moment we and just the the uh, the way they're the acting in that scene is just phenomenal Mm -hmm. we have lost our minds thousands of times just the way that like Stuart Martin blinks in that scene at her like <laughs> yeah, don't even get me started <laughs> so good and I love her outfit that's my favorite outfit oh yes I mean I love their walking and talking scenes like you know like the one at the end of um season two episode two I love that scene because it's that same vein where he's kind of trying to give her a little bit of advice and things and again it's kind of there's a little bit of self-deprivation there of, of um you know oh you know I'm, I'm you can't can't miss a Scott drunken Scott at a poker table but you know it's that whole scene for me just summed up and 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 maybe it's also because it kind of is that the the, the start of Cell 99 and and the case of Henry Scarlet and those yes. two episodes just hands down I don't think anything in season two or season three has knocked those two episodes off my top spot yet. Mentioning Cell 99, the episode Cell 99, that's where my favorite scene comes from. Season one, Mm -hmm. episode five, is where Eliza's locked in the cell and William's on the other side and he's trying to unlock the cell and Eliza's trying to be patient and... (laughs) (laughs) William's fumbling and Eliza's not trying to fuss and they're both trying their best not to argue and you can tell that they're trying to not disappoint one another because she's stuck he needs to help he needs to get back 
to, <laughs> you know, attend the superintendent's meeting or ball or whatever it was. I forget now, you know, and he's in a tux and it's in their newly reconciled friendship and, you know, everything is going well at this point in time, but it could go so wrong and, and it, they're just so frustrated, not with each other, but with the situation because they know that it's going to be dangerous because why is Eliza stuck in the cell? It's not that they're realizing that she didn't get trapped and it just leads to, they eventually get her out and then they, the scene leads to that they both save each other, one, you know, one scene and another scene and then just Cell 99, the episode is the fan favorite of probably all three seasons and so I just, that's, that sticks out to me, just Eliza, you know, sitting on the floor, heartbroken that she's stuck in there, and William, like, I can't get her out, and how do I, you know, and, you know, he's in a tux, and he doesn't have anything to help her out, and, you know, it's just so great, and he's stomping up and down the thing, and she's like, ah, and they're mad at each other, but they're not mad at each other, mad at the situation, (laughs) and it's just so well done. Cell 99, yes. episode 5, is the yes. best episode of the entire no ma- series. No matter how mad they are at each other, they're always, like, protect each other, which is something yeah. else I love exactly. about them. Exactly. <laughs> they will yeah, always love- be there for each other. Yeah, and I love hearing Stu and Kate talk about it, because they, they both say that it's just so fun to play that. Like, they go through every single aspect of their relationship in about two minutes yep. you know you see yeah, their... and that scene is where they find that their relationship pivots they were always kind of making eyes at each other because ooh, that's the mick hottie from down the street that they knew <laughs> you know with the henry connection but this is where they finally go oh this is a person where i can 100 percent count on he slash she is there to save my life this is a person that is amazing and that i want to be with this is where the relationship pivots not just a who have a crush on this hottie this is <laughs> i want to be with this person this is where yeah, i find out that this is their person and this is this is my favorite scene that the whole the whole episode really but i always love that line where he says uh, stop being nice to me it's confusing yes. <laughs> yeah probably is yes that's where it's all clicking in place like a lock and click 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 oh oh whoops i found I my person i definitely feel like we need a another kind of not necessarily cell 99 episode but One of the things that I really liked about that is that we get to the end and you can see how much they've grown and how much they've moved forward. And in that moment where Eliza is is holding a empty bulleted gun to try and save William, I just kind of go, I wish the show in season two and three had kind of grown a little bit more with that side of their relationship that they will fight tooth and nail for each other. They will they would Mm -hmm. take a bullet for each other and they will always kind of no matter how angry they get with each other they're always going to have each other's back and I don't think we've seen that as much in the following seasons yeah and that's one of the things that I loved about Cell 99 and and for me I'd watched the previous four episodes in kind of a, oh yeah this is nice this is all right I, I quite enjoy it and 
I watched Cell 99 and just went, whoa, I've missed something. I need to, <laughs> yeah. I need to watch the next episode. And yeah. I got it to was the like end of the... Yeah, it was like a freight train coming through. Yeah. It just, it just, it just, just nice shifted. Ride, and then all of a sudden, like, what is this? It was dark. <laughs> it was yeah. pretty. It was romantic. It just shifted the whole... Just, oh, my God. It was so nice. 100%. It just shifted the whole dynamic of season one. It just hmm. made you kind of go, whoa, I've, I, I've, I've missed something here. I need to go back and rewatch because because there's something more here that I yeah. haven't paid enough attention to. And... 100%. And then season two and season three kind of back shifted. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you know, I wish we, we know, had, we know. I wish we had yeah. kept that forward, you know, very, it didn't need to be that fast paced, but like that, like so energetic, just forward movement would have been amazing. It didn't have to be like fast paced, let's mm-hmm. fight for our lives every day, but. Because Eliza kind of does sometimes, but just that blow blow us out of the water every day. Yeah, I think we've seen a lot of that, um, more of the emotional and mental support in season two and three. But yeah, that that sort of like it lives in danger. You know, I would do anything for you, like in a more physical sense. That mm-hmm. I mean, they haven't had a lot of that in two and three, so I could see where you're coming from. Yeah. There's a little bit in that like bomb diffusion right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. scene, yeah, in the last episode. So I was happy when <laughs> we were getting yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um okay, so favorite scene for me. So newspaper one is up there for me too. That's probably that's definitely my favorite of season one for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, I gotta do honorable mention to the uh egg cooking scene. That's just a classic. Mm-hmm. Uh yep, eggs. Yep. you know, honorable mention there. But I will give some love to season season two, actually. Um, So I know that all of us wanted a kiss in season two. We all wanted it. Um, But after getting over like, oh, man, I wish there was a kiss. I love that last scene of everything coming together. There's something about the way that like, uh, I'm sorry, let me explain that when um, he comes to uh, she uh, he comes to find her and they're outside of her office and um yeah. you know she he said she says i want to tell you you know i need to tell you something that i probably should have told you a long time ago we all know what that is um he's just the way he just watches her and he's like waiting for her to say it i think he's been waiting for her to say this for a long time you know um and i think he he kind of knows like she knows how i feel about her and so he's just sort of waiting i just i love the way that that scene is really like played out and the line that really gets me every time is when she says, you're not leaving anymore. So why does it matter? And he says, it matters to me because I think he's been here for like forever. I know he was the one that ended it in season two, but he was trying to protect himself, I think, from the from losing her. And um, I think at the end of season two, he realizes like, OK, but this is better. This is more important to me, having her and knowing what she wants from me. And I just really like that culmination. I wish that they had more time. I was really angry with Mr. Potts and Ivy for Yeah, <laughs> I was just gonna Something. say that. <laughs> I was mad at that, but I did love that scene a lot. So I did want to give it some love. Hundred um, percent. I do agree with you. It's I. I do sometimes. I love the fact that Eliza can switch so quickly. Sometimes, like you yes. see it in a lot of scenes where she's kind of there, and then it's like, oh no, I'm gonna look over where. Um, and and I do sit there and I think I wish sometimes that she would. When we, like you say, that line when he says it matters to me, you just sit there and go, she must at some point sit there and go, I've got, if I, 
I've got to give him something. And he, I don't, I think he would take anything at that point. <laughs> Any little sign, subtle hint. I know that it could never happen because, you know, I, I always find like in C- season three, episode one, that Eliza's a little bit, I feel like that the writers in a way have done her a little bit of a disservice in order to set up the whole William's going to go off with Arabella because we know for a fact that if William kind of even thought he stood half a chance with Eliza there is no way he would look twice at Arabella I think I and and in that that scene I just kind of wished that she heard him go it matters to me in the same way that we hear him say (laughs) it because it does matter he he just wants some tiny little piece of acknowledgement of I do care about you and now might not be the best time and we're not in the same place but at some point yes I I, I want this I, I want this to work and I, I, I always get a bit annoyed at the end and, and this is probably <laughs> why I can't put that scene up there because I always get really <laughs> angry with Eliza when she, he's like you won't tell me tomorrow. And she's like, no, I won't. And I'm like, oh, I want to just know. <laughs> That's how I am too. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, Liza, just give the poor guy something. something that will, you that don't will need- ever hear what she was going to say. No, and I'm just like, you don't need to declare your undying love for this man. You just have to kind of go, I missed you. I'm glad that you're not leaving something something mm-hmm. something anything but yeah but yeah I do, and I, I do love that scene like some people have taken like little gifts and slowed it down and I love the way he his finger just sort of runs down her arm and and she's like turning her hand and you just know if Ivy and Mr. Potts have been <sighs> two minutes later <laughs> sure like, no, kind of not a choice. totally different scene <laughs> <laughs> after dark <laughs> uh-huh, definitely after dark <laughs> okay I guess it's my turn I feel like we have to talk about the fake proposal so yes. I'm just, I'm picking yes. that yep um I mean just in general like that's something that I've wanted from the show is them being undercover like that so the fact that we got like the fake married and then I wasn't expecting like also the fake proposal thing in that so yeah that was just amazing and the fact that like we got William like saying that she's the most beautiful woman he's ever seen like (laughs) mind-blowing and that's something that we've talked about a lot (laughs) yeah Lauren's always wanted him to like comment on like her look so we we got that in like the best way possible Mm -hmm. um yeah it was nice that his com her his compliments came so unprompted because Mm -hmm. it would be different if she was kind of in the beginning how she was prompting him to like tell the story of our engagement and what did we do you know but then he just kept going and going and going and much to her shock and ours you know he's quite the romantic and it was nice and and I was already like oh my god their actual proposal it's gonna be by the lake by the like planning (laughs) like a call back to that scene but I don't know if that'll happen um I have to say I made a comment on the last podcast about the proposal scene and the fact that 
William talks about the, the blossom on the cherry tree and it does not look like the weather for blossom to be on the cherry trees. I've no idea what time of year is supposed <laughs> to be when this proposal is. But actually, genuinely driving around where I live at the moment, there are cherry trees blossoming and my goodness, the weather is dark, grey, awful. I mean, I'm not going to be sitting out under any having a picnic, but in fairness to William, yes, there are cherry Could trees with, with blossom. I don't can't comment on the white doves, but, you know. <laughs> I love how he turns that comment around on her. I just I always thought that was so funny uh, how she she tries to make it so ridiculous with the doves. And he's like, oh, yeah, there were two birds in the tree. <laughs> like okay fair enough I think but I also think it kind of shows what William actually loves about Eliza because she challenges him at, mm -hmm. resting on his laurels is not good enough for her she's like come on mate I'll sh show me what you got you're gonna and I think that's part of what he enjoys is that unpredictability of Eliza and that she will kind of put him on the spot with a question like that and kind of going come on show me what you got and I yeah. love that and the way they look at each other's lips in that scene too. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, do it. Go for it. You're like, come on, Eliza, just just give him a kiss. <laughs> or touch his face or something. 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 You know you want to stroke that beard, Eliza. Yes. Broke mm -hmm. it. <laughs> I also find it quite funny that, you know, they they obviously go back to her house afterwards because that's where we see Fitzroy and things. And I'm like, would you not like kind of even just comment on oh yeah. you know that was an interesting story you made up did you mean it like where did that come from yeah the nope. uh character at home would be very awkward like silence are they both like very hardcore staring out each other's <laughs> windows like what's the conversation That's like true i never thought about that <laughs> hey uh Nice uh, football match that the local team had. Um, right, footy scores. <laughs> um, that's totally yeah. That's got to have been the most uncomfortable <laughs> carriage ride. <laughs> oh my gosh! Brilliant. Oh. Uh, so. I we obviously have a lot of favorite scenes but they, they definitely oh. I think we can all agree on on those ones. Um, so one of the the other things that came up is around the background and the history that Eliza and William have got because as you quite rightly said one of the the nice things about them is they do have a great amount of history and that is part of what brings this relationship together I think they have known each other for so long that they don't know how to not be in each other's lives whether they wanted to be or not um and I am quite surprised that we haven't had more in the first three seasons just little like drip fed comments about their history but Rachel New has suggested in an interview that we might get a little bit something about how she she worded it as how they came to be so I don't know if that is hmm. how they met or why uh, Henry I'd love to know why Henry was helping William and what William was getting up to because hmm. all we know is he was getting up to trouble but he was obviously getting up to something and um, <laughs> it, one of the questions that we always get is you know did William actually live in Eliza's house because they say that they grew up together and it's like I don't really know so one of the, the questions that we had from the group was how do we think they met or what was their relationship like before the show started so 
<laughs> Laura knows that this Williams backstory is like my favorite topic. <laughs> um, so like I have all kinds of headcanons about it and I really need to read whatever document like Steve talks about that Rachel like <laughs> made for him of the backstory so she'd I'll pay just, a lot of money for that oh, literally <laughs> um so I'll just ramble about it for a second but like go ahead and ramble um <laughs> I I just love the idea well so like Anytime he brings up the workhouse, like in the, the last season, I like freak out because I just like the history so much of the Victorian times and like all of that. So, but it's like heartbreaking when you like read about what those were like. So that like makes me really feel for him. But I think that he, so he obviously was like into some crime or something. So I like to think that Henry met him when he was in the police and I don't know how like took a liking to him or how they bonded exactly but I do kind of like to think that he then like moved in with Henry and Eliza and yeah I just kind of see them having kind of like a sibling relationship but yet but William was in love with her from the beginning but yeah I don't know and something else like I always really latched onto is like William and Moses's relationship and how I've always wanted that explored because I think they have like similarities from like William coming from that kind of background and that maybe why William is so hard on Moses is because he's kind of like now internalized like shame kind of about that past life Oh. but I want them to like bond about it and like see common ground but we haven't really gotten that yet but... <laughs> I love that uh, I love it yeah anyway that's my <laughs> that's my take on William's backstory and yeah I don't I've would like to see a flashback of their kiss that happened over the dead dog but <laughs> I don't know if we'll actually get anything that concrete <laughs> I'm surprised that that kiss has never been brought up in season two or season three. Considering they couldn't stop talking about it in season one. Exactly. I'm like, you know, William in Cell 99 gets so frustrated when it's like, we've obviously had this conversation like a hundred times. And I'm like, why why has it never been? Yeah, it would be like, it'd be like Eliza saying hi and be like, remember when we kissed when we were teenagers? (laughs) Remember that? Out of nowhere. And now he just never talks about it ever again. (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah so no I kind of imagined it like her just getting like really emotional and freaked out and him like not knowing what to do so he mm-hmm. just kisses her to like get her to stop like <laughs> yeah. freaking out but I don't know I really I really would be so interested to see how like Henry fit into their relationship you know mm-hmm. yeah like I, I really because we get a little glimpse of that you know in season one but I feel like they their relationship was probably kind of blocked by him a little bit like they would all kind of they both relied on him for a lot of stuff and um whether you know whether William has been in love with her for his whole life which that's what I think but um whether he has or not I think that like Henry being there was probably an interesting addition to that and I don't really know what it would look like but I would just be really interested to know you know Katie has a lot of like specific ideas I'm like I don't really know but yeah (laughs) 
I liked, I like to think about it and I hope that we get more about it, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, I, I just, I love their, their kind of friendship. I always think that when we meet them in, in episode one, that they seem a little bit distant and I kind of sit mm -hmm. there and I think, have they just sort of been in this state of falling into each other, in and out of each other's lives? And maybe Henry by de design has kind of, I, I wonder whether he he maybe saw something in them and mm -hmm. saw maybe that they would I always have this kind of fan theory that that Henry actually was he brought William in to almost look after Eliza once he trusted him because mm -hmm. he knew that if anything ever happened to him Eliza would be on her own and he's kind of subtly drip fed little words into William's ear to say you need to look after her and I think Eliza makes a comment at some point about William being in charge of her and I kind of sit there and I go I wonder if Henry just this was his he wasn't good with money he wasn't good at, at you know bringing her up in 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 the right way to be a lady but in his mind he's kind of brought William in to go if something happens to me she's not going to be on her own she's going to have him and and that's why William cannot necessarily walk away from her, no matter how much she frustrates him. Because as Kate said on the and, and the Instagram live video that they did back when season one came out, he can't let Henry Scarlet down. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of why Henry is so important to them. And I think Henry has it it's 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 a shame that we don't hear more of that because I think Certainly in season three, the one thing that I did like is Henry is mentioned a lot more. I don't think he's mentioned that much in season two, and I miss that. And I like mm -hmm. the fact that he got mentioned a couple of times in season three, because I think he is a central part of their relationship. And and I think maybe, you know, he maybe he didn't know that they had feelings for each other, but I think maybe he thought that they they could. I think, uh, yeah, I, I think with that. with. Yeah, I think with Henry, um, he was kind of almost in the way of their relationship a little bit, you know, because they, you know, it in the season one, William's kind of using, even though I know it's partially true, like he sort of uses Henry as like the excuse to be looking after Eliza. Yeah. And we know that it's partially, obviously, because he did care about Henry so much. But I also mm -hmm. think it has to do with he just they use him as like a shield. You know, they both love yeah. him. And that love that they have for each other was just always kind of pushed to the side. So when he's gone and out of the picture, they have to rely on each other. That's, you know, Eliza's only family and really his only family They're They don't have family with anyone else, which is part of why the relationship is so complex. And I agree with Lindsay saying, like, I really think that they have had this very like in and out of each other's lives thing where they've tried to sort of move apart from each other, but then they always kind of come back because that's their family. Mm -hmm. Truly making me emotional <laughs> oh don't cry I mean I love that you I love that you mentioned about William and the workhouse because we have just as as a group um the fanfic writers have just done a fanfic challenge based on William in the workhouse oh my god yeah there's about seven or eight stories on archive of our own which and I I genuinely hands down love the fanfic writers because we literally just went the challenge is write something related to William in the workhouse because that again it's been a great discussion that we've had on the group about does Eliza know that William's 
grew up in the workhouse because she doesn't yeah. seem to give him any um sympathy not necessarily sympathy but you know but like you say during season two it was mentioned a few times and she's not really like delicate about it she's not really mm-hmm. kind of going oh you grew up in the workhouse and, and I need to be a little bit delicate about what I say and things like that and William's always like well from where I've come you know I've done really well and you kind of go does does Eliza know that much and and things like that so yeah we we I love the fact that every single fanfic writer has written totally different stories and they are some are dark some are funny some are you know I know what I'm doing after this (laughs) (laughs) I was gonna say Katie's gonna run to that right after this So, yeah, she was, it, it, she was gonna grab for a tissue, but now she's gonna grab her yeah. in the mouth. <laughs> so yeah, you know, it it's definitely been a long a, a, a long topic of discussion for, for us. Um certainly a bit more on William's history. I'd really like a little bit more history on Eliza herself, because I yeah, think because yes. she's our main protagonist, it's almost assumed. And I do sit there and I go. I genuinely cannot pinpoint why she does want to be a private detective. I don't, I don't, she's so ambitious. And and I sit there and I go, is it because she wants to prove something to herself? Is it she wants to prove something to the world? Does she want to change the world? You know, has she, when Henry stopped um, teaching her and perhaps even moved on to William, and, you know, maybe she had a bit of jealousy because this strange kid has just walked into her life and taken her father. And she's like, well, no, mm-hmm. I'm going to prove I'm as good as him because she's so competitive when it comes to William. And mm-hmm. and I kind of go, but why? What what does drive her to be so ambitious to the point where she kind of almost pushes everybody else aside? I don't. Yeah. I'd love to explore that more. I would love that. Yeah. Because we don't really have any background other than her few flashbacks. And then when we mm-hmm. pick up the story with season one, episode mm-hmm, one. Mm-hmm. It's just also almost like a little a bit with Arabella. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit, but that's more just her kind of having a hard time with girls in school, which probably could have been assumed because she's so different, you know, than the mm-hmm. the yeah. usual girl of the time. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, that does segue beautifully onto our next topic, which is exactly. the. <laughs> Eliza seems to be very hesitant to be more than friends with William and what do we think her reasons are um and and this is again it's one of those really difficult questions to answer because I don't think we've had much clarity on what she's scared of and whether it is just I mean I always sit there and maybe I put my own hat on too much or I think about it too modern and I think you need balance in your life you know I love my job but I love my family too and I want to be able to balance that and I kind of go I don't I don't necessarily I can't understand I can't relate to Eliza's absolute blind dogged determination to do a very dangerous job that could you know potentially get her killed I don't quite follow what she's so desperate to prove and I don't quite understand her her hesitation is it that she just kind of goes if I'm with William I'm you know the Victorian mentality is you know they probably didn't have long courtships and you know if she dates William tomorrow three months down the line they're getting married and then she's trapped 
I mm. I don't think that has been very well explained. I think yeah, I she's feel like just, Rachel yeah. talked about that, but not like in the show specifically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've gone round and round about this about I don't think she's just had a good example or any example of a marriage in her life you know she doesn't she's had henry but her mother died you know when she was young so she didn't have her mother and her father that marriage we don't know if she's had had any aunts and uncles we don't know so we don't know if she has any examples and she probably doesn't have any good examples with her cases that she takes or any news articles you know are going to be bad when any laws are the husband takes all of the wife's possessions the wife is a possession so i'm sure she's skittish about that and so i know it's it's hard to go why does she not want to be married and why does she not want to be more than friends you know i think for eliza she gets really comfortable in what she's used to. So she she's comfortable with not having romance and she's comfortable yeah. with the relationship she has with William being at what it is complicated yeah. and uh, kind of just out of reach. Always it's there. Like the, I think the intellectual, the intellectual piece of their friendship, the, the like reliance on each other. I think that she feels like if anything were to happen, that changes immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that piece of her comfort in, yeah, just relying on William as a friend and as her family, and then also just relying on on having her independence because that's all she's ever known that she's wanted, like really truly wanted other than, yes, she's wanted William. But like for herself is that value for her intelligence and that value for her agency. I think that she's so much more comfortable in that role and she doesn't really have a lot of experience in romance. And like you said, she doesn't have a lot of examples of that in her life. I think that she just, she sticks to that because she's so stubborn with her own like way of life. She's like, okay, well, I know that I want this. I've always wanted this. So I'm going to focus on this one thing that I really, really want for myself. And I can't have distractions. Yeah. I always just think about like what Rachel says is like during that time, like if you were a married woman, like you just couldn't work. So Mm -hmm. I feel like that would be a huge like obstacle for her if in her mind she thinks that if she married William, then she would just become a housewife. So that's kind of, yeah. And to be fair, like some of the conversations with William, that's kind of of the image he's given her, you know, like I'm not going to be cooking for myself if we were married, you know, things like that. You're like, she's going to hear that. Be like, okay, well then I'm definitely not marrying you. Um, True. Because she doesn't want to cook. And I'll blame her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. it's the, but the nice thing is is that it is so there are there are so real reasons behind it, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. You know, we can sit here and kind of discuss till the cows come home all, all the reasons that Eliza could should be hesitant. Maybe, you know, like you say, she doesn't have many good examples. I really hope that Barnabas and Ivy can become that good example of what a good relationship can be like you know we we've seen they've they've shown us little glimpses of marriage like in season two episode two with a really terrible marriage and we've seen you know (laughs) the first episode as well of season two where you know the husband's 
cheating on the wife and you, you kind of go, mm, you're not really mm. selling this very well. So I can understand, <laughs> you know, but at the same time in my other head, in my reasonable head, I, I kind of go, even in Victorian times, if marriage was that bad, if it was that awful, you know, people wouldn't do it. In, See, in the, the same is... way that the suffragettes kind of started in the background is that if it was so awful and so terrible and and I do partly go, William isn't even being given a chance to try and change his view in some ways. She's never um... she's never given him the benefit of the doubt that he could be different or does that make sense? Yeah. I think the thing is that she doesn't realize like what you said like that she could probably have you know kind of have it all mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um I think she she thinks that getting married is married is like the end of her life mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um but really with William I think that he I think we're seeing in season three them kind of realizing a little more like okay maybe I get to have like little bits of all these things you know um they're she's realizing how important William is to her you know she's kind of losing him when he's with Arabella a little bit and she's sort of resigned to that because she feels like she can't be the woman that he wants her her to be Mm -hmm. um but it still hurts her really badly and then William realizing that okay well maybe more important than this vision that I have of like the wife that stays home and cooks me dinner and doesn't do anything with her life is not what I actually want that's just Mm -hmm. what I've always pictured for myself and so I think that they're slowly figuring that out and it's maybe a little frustrating how slow (laughs) they're getting there (laughs) yeah because again he probably hasn't had any proper good examples and and the examples that he would be around at Scotland Yard probably the wives are at home looking after the kids I mean look at Detective Mm -hmm. Phelps he doesn't even know how many kids he's got (laughs) like so you do you do kind of he, he is obviously in a very manly world and and he probably sees these men who presumably are very protective of their families because they know you know how dark the world can be and I don't necessarily blame him for having that sort of mindset but he's yeah I I there's gonna there's gotta be some shifts at some point definitely yeah and I hope Eliza can give him the benefit of the doubt that that life can be different with him yeah speaking of detective Phelps and Ivy and Moses, they all see that there is more to Eliza and William's friendship. So what do you make of others seeing what is around them and watching them and seeing what there is clearly between them? So what do you think of that? I feel like they have to all like think that they're being such clowns like we do. (laughs) Like I'm sure they're like, okay, when are these two going to figure figure it out I love that Phelps scene like the fact that it's like hilarious to me that he like even knew that enough to like use that for revenge like against (laughs) Eliza like I don't know he's iconic for that (laughs) (laughs) even though it pained Eliza but I was I like angst so I was like eating that whole scene up you're the angsty one Uh uh-huh we both love angst, but I yeah. think Katie, yeah, maybe Katie a little bit more than me, <laughs> just a tiny bit. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, Ivy, like, she's probably the one that talks to her about it the most and, like, kind of prods her about if, like, what's going on with her and William and are they fighting and 
she definitely wants them to get married I think yeah Um, (laughs) and then even like Nash I think you know he's like picked up on it too because he'll like refer to William as your inspector to Eliza and is given some looks of like acknowledgement when he left the room in that one scene in the last episode and yeah I love that look from him I was like oh he's like really clocking something going on between them like even Nash I mean Nash is very observant we know but I love that too of him seeing it we know Moses has seen it because Moses (laughs) you know like I love in season one (laughs) Eliza complaining about him Yeah, your detective calls him your detective and your inspector. I, I like that in season one, like how Moses clocks it almost immediately and doesn't even really know them yet. It's so obvious, you know, like they're zeroed in on each other all the time. You know, I uh, there's that scene from season three where uh, William is talking to um, to uh, Fitzroy and they're trying to talk about work and he just kissed me like, is something up with Eliza? Did you notice that she was like happy or sad or... You know, and he just keeps bringing it up and he's like angry at Fitzroy for not doing these 360 turns with him about like what, you know, what they're talking about. (laughs) And I just, I love that everyone just rolls with it. They're all super aware of it. I don't think there's like a single character around them that wouldn't, hasn't seen it. You know what I mean? It's hard to not see it. I do wonder, like, I I wonder if that's like the the little shows and inside jokes, Um, the fact that every other character can see it apart from them. yeah I love it I mean I think even they see it but they choose not to you know Mm -hmm. I love it in season three where Ivy is feeding Moses and I I secretly think that they were gossiping about (laughs) Eliza and William like what's going on between them what's happening I love the two of them together I want them to have a side show it's them (laughs) together like being gossipy little girls and like just you know doing tea and then just catching up on like the day's gossip about you know mrs smith down the road and uh she's you know she's drunk again and she had her hat on sideways and i love the two of them nice for ivy as well to have somebody somebody else to kind of talk to because other than mr potts we don't necessarily see ivy knowing too many other people yeah that's true um, so, yeah I love that little friendship between them I think that it's just hilarious uh, <laughs> Moses is my favorite of all time people he is like the right. underrated man of the show he's just there for everybody sorry I'm not gonna go off on Moses sorry. <laughs> be the Moses podcast we love Moses sorry. Yeah. I love Moses Moses Nash spinoff yes <laughs> with Ivy making tea sorry (laughs) sorry Sorry. we just written a whole different show but don't worry about it sorry I'm stopping myself Rachel you listening sorry move on Uh, to the next question Lindsay please totally Um, (laughs) so um Eliza is kind of focused on her career at the minute and it sounds from a PBS interview that Rachel Kate and Felix did that Eliza is going to accept Nash's job offer that he kind of um, gives at the end of season three, which I I thought was a little bit of a strange one to kind of give out in an interview because it it didn't kind of end in a way that we knew she was accepting it. It was kind of, well, maybe she will, maybe she won't. But um, so the question is kind of, how do we think that Eliza 
working at Nash and Sons is going to affect her relationship with William, especially given also William's got this new found knowledge that that he loves her. What mm. do we reckon? Gosh, um, well, I will say what I really hope happens, and this is just a very personal thing. I love jealousy plot lines. I would love for him to get jealous of her working with Nash <laughs> a bunch. I I thought we were going to see it in season three, and we really didn't. Um, so I would love for William to kind of see her working with somebody, another man, and kind of being like, like he was in season one with Moses a little bit. Um, mm, yeah, I would love that for myself. <laughs> see, I'm um, the opposite. Purely because oh. I sit there and I kind of go, oh, do you know what? He, he, I look at William sometimes and think he's a little bit like a puppy who's just desperate mm-hmm. for Eliza to love him. And how many times are we going to kick the puppy before <laughs> it kind of becomes cruel? And and I could kind of get behind Eliza seeing William with Arabella because I felt like Eliza needed that shock to her system of this guy isn't going to be waiting around for you because I do feel like Eliza's got this slightly um, deluded idea that love's not for right now. It's at some point in the future and William's going to be mm. waiting for me when I'm ready. And she needed that kind of shock to the system of, oh, he could, I could potentially lose him to somebody else because I'm maybe not the person that he wants. Whereas with William, I, I kind of go, how many times can can we... Can, can we see those puppy dog eyes going she's so far out of his reach I don't know yeah I, I mean I was, I... oh I was just gonna say like even if it's not even strictly a romantic jealousy thing it could mm-hmm, be mm-hmm. good to have like a business the like work side jealousy where he sees that she can work with someone and then maybe start him thinking like oh like maybe Eliza and I could actually like work together yeah I, that's I where my behind. thoughts coming from yeah, yeah I think it's going to be a jealousy of not that there's anything going to be between Eliza and the dreamboat but I think that there, <laughs> I think there's needs to be a jealousy of oh she can work with somebody else I'm not that be all and end all of she can come to me for cases and protection Nash can fill that role also mm-hmm. so there needs to be that as well I don't there's not going to be any romance <laughs> I mean business jealousy. Katie, Katie and I are yeah. not as as offended of the Nash and Eliza romance we are Nash defenders I'm not saying I want it to be the end-all be-all either but you know, she needs some maybe a little romantic experience. Um, <laughs> if they're not going to figure it out soon, somebody's going to figure it out. I like that. <laughs> yeah, really cute. I'm, I would yeah, be mad really at that. Flirty. <laughs> yeah, I don't want long term, but flirty a little eyes. fun, you know. Um, fine. But I think I think as far as the like um, relying on you know her relying on Nash instead of him, I I also really hope to see that. I think it'll be really interesting to because the thing about their relationship like I mentioned earlier is that she's always relying on the friendship and the intellectual aspect of that relationship with William I think and she she needs him so often to get what she needs for these cases and I think with being in Nash's agency she won't have that she won't need that as much because she'll have resources and I think it could actually be a really good thing for their relationship because then their work their being together will be so much more of a choice between them 
I think it'll be really hard for William. I think it'll be really hard for her too. Um, but then they can kind of maybe figure out the romantic side of things when she's not like constantly needing him for work and to yeah. put her up in the world, you know? Yeah, yeah this is true. If it, it separates them professionally and to give them time to kind of figure out, like you say, if they if they're choosing to spend time together rather than having to could be an interesting dynamic. Do either this is weird. Do, do either of one one of you watch Shadow and Bone? We both. Uh, both of us. <laughs> well, in the end, Mal and oh, I forget your name. Mal and Alina. Alina. Alina said we need to be apart to figure out if our love for each other was destiny or fate, or if we are truly together. So this could be the same thing of with William and Eliza like is this are we truly together because we want to be together or could we be together because this is just makes sense because this is you know we kind of are the same job we were yeah. in the same you know so if Eliza could manage her business without William and needing the constant constant scotland yard aid you know or william needing constantly to go to william for things that maybe the romance can come through mm -hmm. i think he likes being needed by her i think that's Definitely. one of the things yeah. like he likes he likes being the person that she goes to and i think that will be interesting to a, an interesting change to yeah, not be the person that she needs and how he how he deals with that yeah I yeah. think it'll be really hard for him I think it'll be really hard for him but I also feel like he in season three his journey with Arabella and all this stuff is like him figuring out that he could have everything he wants in a woman and it's still not the same for him mm -hmm. and so he's at that place now and then Eliza needs to get to that place too where she can have this agency she can have everything she's ever wanted um be this independent you know, she earns money on a regular basis. She's doing the thing that she loves and she's passionate about. She's respected by her coworkers. Like all of that she's going to have now. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I mean, I'm sure there's still a little bit of like, you know, people who are going to put her down, but you know, she'll have that. And now I'm hoping it helps her realize like, okay, I also really need William in my life and I want him in my life. And maybe the only way to do that is to compromise a little bit on that future vision I have for myself and see if I can work something out with him where we're both happy we both get the things that we need from this relationship. Because I think and, William's there. And maybe William could be more of a mentor, kind of like, this is how you deal with men under your purview. This is how you organize them. This is how you solve and juggle a dozen cases. So just one at a time. And so maybe that'll be how he helps her as opposed to, here's the resources of Scotland Yard. And hopefully so, not yeah. getting locked up in jail. That would be helpful if he uh, is yeah. having to get her out of jail. And not that. <laughs> uh, I love when, yeah, I love when get her out of jail. <laughs> so we usually always end the podcast with some fan questions. And uh, the fans have not failed to disappoint with some of these questions. They are brilliant. Yes. Uh, so I will kick them off. Uh, I'm hoping I'm pronouncing this name right. I think it's pronounced Gertie. 
but Gertie and Joyce from the uh, Scarlet Hill podcast Facebook page um, has asked if Arabella hadn't ended things with William at the end of season three, do we think William would have continued to court her or could he have come to realize his feelings for Eliza himself? We kind of talked about this before and we feel like he would have kept seeing her. <laughs> like we're not yep. so sure like he seemed pretty resigned to like being with her i like um, the word resigned yeah yeah i think what Lindsay said earlier about how he he just kind of if he had any crumb of hope with eliza he would latch onto that so hard but he doesn't i think that he would fully get married and have a whole family with this woman <laughs> if she didn't see it honestly and but then if 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 she he ever got something from eliza he would maybe drop it which is not good but i think that he <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that he had it in him to like but also because he doesn't feel like he has a chance with Eliza I think right now yeah um at least not in the long run I think he knows that she's you know cares about him and is attracted to him and all that but I don't think that he feels like long term he has a chance with her so I yeah Katie and I both are kind of in the same boat we're just like I don't I think he would have stayed because <laughs> he liked her you know yeah mm -hmm. yeah he liked her well enough and liked her cake. He would have kept, kept talking to her about Eliza. <laughs> Just complain about Eliza all the time. <laughs> I mean, I would kind of hope that distance makes the heart grow fonder. And mm -hmm. I think Eliza, at the end of the season, kind of firmly draws a line in the sand for him in, I'm not going to be, you know, your, your, your friend on the side, so to speak. Nothing... Um, untoward obviously uh <laughs> but you know she's kind of drawing a line in the sand and I think for me I, I would hope that William would miss her enough to slowly come to the realization that actually being with Eliza's uh, with sorry actually being with Arabella is pretty darn boring and she doesn't <laughs> challenge him and you know again talked about this on the last podcast there was a scene in I think episode five of season three between William and Eliza and Arabella that I totally just blanked from my memory uh when people <laughs> were talking about it and they were like it's so boring he's sitting in her room and they have nothing to talk about and Arabella's just like yeah my day was fine and he's just <laughs> kind of like uh and I, and I was like okay clearly I missed something in that scene <laughs> and um when when I can rewatch it again properly on Alibi when it is uh, hopefully in a few weeks, uh, I will pay more attention to it. But I do <laughs> sit there and I think I would hope that, you know, he's he's the eternal optimist and and I I would hope that yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, heart I, grow you're, you're giving me a chance to bring up another one of my favorite scenes um, <laughs> in episode five of season three, um, or is it six? It's one of the five or six. Um, when he tells her, like, we can still have our dinners, you know, I miss your company. I love what he says. I miss your company. Um, and she sort of is like, would Arabella be cool with that? And she knows that she wouldn't. Mm -hmm. And he just, you can see the heartbreak where he's like, I have to choose between these two. That that's not something that he ever wanted to have to do. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and I think that that, I think he's in season three, he's really realizing how much is, how much he misses Eliza when she's not talking to him. She's all, he's always probing her like, Hey, why aren't we talking anymore? Like what's going on? Are you mad at me? <laughs> you know, he's very desperately wanting her attention all of season three. And yeah. she, like you said, Lindsay is trying to keep that distance because she wants to respect that he wants this different life than she does. And I think that he's, that's where he's realizing like, okay, well maybe I have to change some 
things that I'm thinking, but I would hope you're right. I hope you're right, Lindsay, that <laughs> he would eventually just do it on its own, but I don't know. I seem pretty resigned <laughs> to it. <laughs> resigned is the good word. Mm -hmm. I would love to hear what Stuart Martin thinks about that. Oh, yeah. I would love to hear his take on that. We'll bear that in mind for future reference. <laughs> okay, so another question from the Facebook group from Sabrina and Mary is, if William wants love and a family, why do we think he's never married or gone after the family he seems to want before now? And since Henry wanted Eliza to be a lady instead of a detective, do we think Eliza was courted by any suitors during that time? You know what would be really funny? is mm -hmm. if they did like a flashback scene of Eliza being courted by all these dudes and her just like yeah. weirding them out on purpose or like <laughs> doing just, I feel like it'd be a really fun like comedy clip thing. Just go back and like all these guys trying to talk to her cause she's so beautiful. But then they realize in like five seconds that she's way smarter than them. <laughs> yeah. She can run circles around them. I would love or to see talking about like, like dissecting something or you know, like <laughs> exactly. a dead animal or yeah, a yeah. dead body. It's like the equivalent of her on Tinder now. Like she just <laughs> like she just mixes all of these guys. Oh, that would be brilliant. Um, oh, I, I I don't know if Henry because it, Henry's character is it, I I find very interesting. I think we give one perspective on the show and then. Rachel's made a, a few comments early on um, about Henry that kind of give a different perspective. Like she says that he was a bit of a drunk and he gambled a lot of money. And I kind of go, I don't necessarily think his at the forefront of his mind was finding a suitor for Eliza in a way. <laughs> mm -hmm, so yeah. she's probably been left to her own devices a lot. And so possibly she hasn't had much experience, but then at the same time, when you look at her in certain situations, you think that girl knows how to flirt. She knows how to flutter <laughs> yeah. her eyelids and put on the best dress and, and get them get a man's attention when she True. needs it. So, so it's an interesting one in that sense. Yeah, I feel like she maybe hasn't used that kind of thing for anything other than like her own gain. Yes. I think that she oh, probably yeah. finds most men to be boring um, unless they challenge her, you know, like the men that she surrounds herself with now. Um, so I think that she definitely has, I think she's probably had some guys interested in her like right away. And then I would imagine very quickly, they're just like, oh, wait, this is not the kind of woman that I want to be with. And they, they think of her as like a weirdo or something like that. That's how I picture it. Yeah. And, and then, I, kind of and going then with... Ivy's like, how could you turn these guys down? <laughs> <laughs> and that kind of goes with the idea of Eliza sitting there thinking, I'm not the type of woman that William would want, because if she has potentially even had some some gentlemen interested in her and then they realized no you're a bit you, you you're too weird you're too different um mm -hmm. you know that could probably go with her mindset yeah as yeah, for yeah. William I I kind of go I don't think before now he's realized that that's what he wants I think he's probably been quite happy in his bachelorhood and you know finding yeah. the odd woman to spend the evening with um I don't necessarily think he's had too many long-term relationships. I, I get that impression. He, uh, as mm -hmm. comfortable as he looked in Arabella's house, I don't think he he's had to, you know, worry too much about conversation. Well, clearly um, not because, I mean, he just talks about Eliza the whole time. So he doesn't talk to girls. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably never had to, to be fair. Um, yeah. 
But I think mm. to me, I I sit there and I think Eliza has changed him over the course of the seasons and bringing him. Although we don't see it, we hear it mentioned. You know, I think he's probably been brought into her life of having dinners with Ivy and Mr. Potts and Eliza, mm. and I think he's realizing that actually I don't want to go home and be by myself anymore. Actually, mm-hmm. you know, he's probably spent a lot of time at Scotland Yard and not been at home by himself because it's quite alone. I always think he's had quite a lonely existence. So I think it's only now that he sees, you know, what Eliza's kind of brought him into to realise that actually I don't want to be alone anymore. And that's why he's probably thinking these things. Because the way he says to her in season three, um, surely you hope to have a family to look after of your own at some point it's almost it's still in his mind at some point it's not like he's going I want to get married tomorrow and go off and make babies with you it's still at some point in the future so I don't think he's quite I don't think he's desperately I want to settle down tomorrow but that's just my perspective yeah Um, it's a right perspective (laughs) I think he's probably put his emotional investment into Eliza for his entire life Mm -hmm. and so Mm -hmm. I think him I think he she's always going to be his like number one woman because that's what he's always known and that's Mm -hmm. who he's always been in love with you know so I just think that he hasn't been able to really fully invest in another woman before because he's never felt the strong feelings that you would have for someone you know, I think he just sort of like resigned to eventually I'll have to get married and do that. But, you know, in his mind, like Eliza's his number one, and I don't really see that changing for him. And I think that's just all he's ever known. So I don't think that he can really invest in another woman in the same way. Yeah. It's interesting that the two women that we have seen him with, Betsy and Arabella, were both the complete opposite of Eliza in features <laughs> yeah. and looking and you just think you know you're purposely choosing somebody who looks totally different to Eliza but then equally has a lot of the same forceful characteristics that Eliza has yeah I liked that about Arabelle's character she was kind of like the perfect version of Eliza that William would have wanted for himself you know she's in she's smart she has her own business and she's kind of similar to Eliza in that she has her own agency in this world but she also will do the housewife thing she's an amazing cook and baker and and it's still he still realizes oh wait that's not enough for me because it's not still not eliza yeah we have one final fan question which is from our instagram page and it again i hope i'm pronouncing this correctly uh and she does amazing amazing uh fan art which is really really beautiful and i love this question and it is, uh, what makes Eliza so enamoured with the Duke? She doesn't share her appreciation for him too often, but she worries for him when he struggles and she thinks about him a lot. There are other men that share her intellect and desire to solve problems like Moses and Nash, but she still gravitates towards William. Is this their continued childhood friendship and continued acquaintance, or is William the final problem she wants to figure out but can't? So what is going on I love this question (laughs) yeah I love it too my first thought well I love the comparison of William and Nash because she's right like on paper it does seem like Nash would be like the perfect person for her like he's already progressive supportive you know they have like this a similar kind of banter and like um understand each other 
but I like I don't know I feel like this is a thing in other shows too where it's like yes but like the heart wants what it wants <laughs> and like she's still drawn to William and maybe it is part of their history and just but I mean I just don't think she can like get away from that because she loves William but it is like such an interesting oh. difference between the two because I feel like a lot of the fans like they say they like Nash because they don't have that like animosity that she has with William about her career and all of that stuff but that's so like interesting <laughs> to me so yeah I don't know I find it interesting that you mentioned that because I, I always sit there and when I've watched the episodes, I'm like, God, wouldn't it be a nice to have an episode where Eliza and William aren't angry with each other? <laughs> and, and you know, where where there isn't a reason for them. Just just have them be nice and solve a case and, and properly enjoy working together rather than oh she said yeah. something that really makes him angry and so he spends the rest of the episode annoyed with her or you know Arabella's in the mix and therefore they can't quite figure it out I you know I would love just maybe one episode where we do actually get to see that they can get along I feel like at times it's almost like they, they butt heads so much but we never actually they must be able to get along because yeah as much as we don't see it you know, they must have gone out to dinner and they must enjoy going out to dinner. Otherwise, they'd never have done it again after the very first episode, you know. Yeah, and what do they talk about? Exactly. But yeah, I, I I agree. Like, I don't mean that I necessarily like them fighting all the time, but <laughs> I just like that they have that kind of, they have problems that they have yeah. to work through. Whereas Nash <laughs> and Eliza, like, it would just seem kind of easy. Yeah. And so for, like, drama sake, like... Mm -hmm, yeah mm -hmm. totally totally I think that they 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 butt heads because you know that's part of their chemistry their, yeah it's it's mm -hmm. it works at times I think the thing is also the one thing that I admire is that William has a bit of a backbone I never want him to let her walk all over him and I think that's where sometimes it's where where some fans will go oh he doesn't respect her I kind of go well like you said she doesn't always respect him but he has to have that backbone he has to stand up and say no to her sometimes because if he didn't she knows so much about him that she could walk all over him if he let her <laughs> and I love that he doesn't so I don't quite get Eliza likes to challenge and she you know everything's a competition with her so I do I do wonder if again that's part of the spark that she likes about him is that he does challenge her as well like yeah I think I think Eliza really relies on him to be that way with her mm -hmm. you know she gets angry but I think she knows that she needs that sort of devil's advocate with a lot of the things she does because otherwise she I think it helps her stay grounded and she knows there's always someone that has her back you yeah. know I think that that piece of that relationship is really important but I agree I think it would be fun to just see them like happy and laughing and smiling at dinner I would yeah. I would pay money. <laughs> <laughs> what are we all? Hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. I also think it, what's what's slightly missing. One of the things from season one that I really like is there's two particular standout scenes for me, where you actually see from Eliza that she genuinely 
respects him. She is proud of him. And that is when at the end of season, at end of episode two, where um, she says he can handle everyone, the way Kate delivers that mm. line, you know she has complete respect. She's spent the last two episodes running her rings around him, but you know mm. underneath it all she's got complete respect for him. And again, during cell 99, when he's trying to get her out of that cell, and, and she's like, you know, you don't have to prove yourself to anyone. You've got where you are on merit. And you just think she does underneath it all really, really respect him. She doesn't always show it. Um, but I love that the underneath and, and I'd love a few more little scenes like that where, you know, we do actually see she's proud of him. Because as much yeah. as Eliza sits there and goes, well, you never say I'm a good detective. You never... Um, you know, you don't say enough how how well I've done and, and things, because I think she does want him to be proud of her. Um, I think they both want each other to be proud of each other. I think, you know, we see that a lot between them. The this also reminds me of a scene that I wanted to bring up. I told myself I would bring it up. <laughs> um, the, the scene where she makes him that cake mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. in season three. Uh, just one of my absolute favorite scenes ever. Um, I know it's kind of sad but I love the way it's done, but it is showing, like you're saying, Lindsay, that whole, like, she's willing to compromise just a little bit, you know, like she, she would have never baked a cake in season one. She wouldn't have done it. Um, she like tried to learn how to cook eggs and was like, I guess I'll try this, but she like hates doing that stuff. But for William, she wanted to show him, like, I'm trying to like respect you. I'm trying to show you that I care about you. I feel like that was a really big step for her to kind of like, compromise just a little from her side and she was so proud when she brought it in yeah that's cute yeah and he was proud of her too (laughs) how are they gonna eat that cake she should have brought some knives and and forks with her but she was i love that i do agree with you (laughs) yeah yeah we don't need plates who needs plates i do agree with you you know she wanted him to be proud of what she she was proud of herself of what she made and she wanted him to be proud of what and I think he was I think he was genuinely yeah. touched if Arabella hadn't have come in with you know 690 yeah, treats but then that he she didn't says, like oh don't you want to make cake for your family and he goes and mucks it up which I don't think it was like on purpose <laughs> I think but I nuts. think, I think... Just, you know I, I think he was, he was hopeful just nervous yeah he was projecting I think yeah. he was projecting it just and yeah. and 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 again, I think it's that going back to he just wants a little sign from her that, mm-hmm. you know, at some point they want the same thing. Yeah. I think he felt like that was a little, maybe a little, her giving a little. That's why he was kind of probing. He's like, so you want a family, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he was just hoping. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but. Shuts him down again. That's kind yeah, of the just catalyst. Take the cake and take that as the sign. <laughs> don't, don't push more. Uh, I mean don't get me started on these conversations with William in his office with the door open it's just like yeah the door is open Lindsay in the office door (laughs) you're never gonna get the answer that you're looking for in your office with the door open with god knows how many police officers walking past let's just and Arabella swanning in with her goodies yeah. <laughs> Pull out the romantic stop man and you know have these conversations somewhere where you know you're gonna be able to get the answer that you want out. I've never Under thought about the he has cherry all of his... tree. 
doves in the tree uh no I love that I've never thought about that how all of his like he tries to make moves on her almost always at the police station (laughs) (laughs) you're right like it's barely ever in a private setting Uh -uh. (laughs) no okay Uh so last question and it's a final question it's a good question what do we think will be the catalyst for the two of them getting together and who do you think will be the first to give in there's a lot of people that think William needs to be hurt. <laughs> like, he needs to be hurt, shot, in the hospital, Eliza on his deathbed. You know, she's, she's, you know, that's that's what's going to make her realise. I'm like, oh, poor William. Not that drastic. I mean, it was pretty close with him almost leaving for Scotland. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was pretty drastic. Mm-hmm. I don't think Eliza is going to give much anytime no. soon in, in some ways because I sit there and I think she had the opportunity when she thought he was going to go to to Glasgow and yeah. she's had the opportunity when he's with Arabella to fight for him and she's just kind of let him go and I'm I don't again I don't understand that she is so gung-ho when it comes to her work yet when it comes to William she has no fight in her and I find that really strange like she is not gonna fight for him in a relationship kind of way she'll take a bullet for him you know no question about that but when it comes to you know I I want you in my life she cannot um she cannot say it so in some ways I would love for Eliza to somehow find that ability but I think yeah. William's going to have to put in a lot of legwork before she can get to that point. Because I was just thinking, like, she doesn't know yet that him and Arabella broke up. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it'll be interesting, like, when that comes to light, if that would spark anything. <laughs> or If I were like, William, it... I would keep that hidden for a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> because I think that- she always does something until something interrupts her so she might be getting ready to say something and then she might be she might learn that they don't they're not dating anymore and then oh never mind william yeah it was interesting yeah it was interesting to me that eliza was the one that broke up with him in i mean sorry that william was the one that broke up with eliza the beginning season two like i I would have never predicted that we've talked about that i was like I would have always thought it was like Eliza gets scared and runs, but it was William this time. And I was really surprised because in pretty much every other situation, she's, she's the one kind of pulling away. But I, yeah, I wonder like what it's going to take. What I think it's going to take is first, I think William has to say what he's feeling, like mm-hmm. flat out plain, say it, and maybe even hopefully kiss her, please. Um, I don't think once they kiss, it's going to be like, you know, I know, I know it's not going to be sunshine <laughs> and rainbows. Um, it's probably just going to get, even more difficult <laughs> but I think that needs to happen before Eliza can like really have that moment mm-hmm. yeah uh-huh. I mean I the guys always say in interviews you know that Eliza and William have got some growing to do before they're going to be ready for each other and there's part of me that sits there and goes nobody ever goes into a relationship completely where they want to be so right. at some point there's gonna have to be a, a bit of okay I've, I've grown but in order to grow more and in order for us to grow together, we're actually going to have to cross a line somewhere. Like I, there will never be a perfect time for them. Mm-hmm. And, and I do hope that 
Rachel and, and Ben and the rest of the writers kind of have have a moment in their minds where they're like this is this is the perfect moment and you know I always go back to Gilmore Girls because I <laughs> honestly just end of season four was just perfect I you know it was just at that right point where fans had watched them for long enough and you kind of were like nothing's gonna happen it's not gonna happen it's not and oh bam he's just kissed because I still remember where I was I still <laughs> remember where I was when I saw the promo for Gilmore Girls back in god 2004 and Luke kisses Lorelai and I was like oh my god they kissed like I <laughs> spent the whole summer chatting on it was called television without pity back then and chatting with people on that and and just going we could not believe that that Luke and Lorelai had kissed and I sit there and I go that was that was the perfect time because you kind of got to a stage where you never thought it was actually going to happen and it did that's what I'm that's what I'm hoping this end of you know the the conversation I just love that conversation he has with Arabella at the end of this third season Mm -hmm. where she's like you are in love with her and he has to just sit there and be like he can't he can't deny it and he's finally maybe like someone's admitting it out loud it's not him but someone is mm-hmm. I'm hoping that that means next season he really tries to like figure out how to handle that and I hope that it means he's going to tell her mm-hmm. um because I think that that could be the catalyst where he has that realization moment and so I really hope that it is um that's what I would like to see in season four yeah. it's a chicken yeah. and an egg really isn't it it's that is William gonna have to put something out there first for Eliza to have her moment or is Eliza gonna need to give him some sort of nod that yes she's she's at a point and for him mm-hmm. to go okay I've got my confidence I can go for it I don't know which way it's gonna go yeah I've always thought that Eliza will kiss him but maybe I might be a minority on that but <laughs> I can I see him that. getting, yeah, I would too. I can see him getting, like, if he does spend season four trying to kind of, not necessarily be romantic, but like pull something out of her, get something, and and she's kind of not giving him anything back. I can imagine him just kind of going completely like mad in a, I don't know what to do anymore kind of, and either he just kisses her because he he's just completely at a loss for anything else to do or Eliza just gets so annoyed with him that she just kisses him because what else do you do you know I'm just gonna mm-hmm. shut you up that'd now. be amazing um yeah. I, so I could see if it, it hopefully building up to something but then I could also be setting myself up for major disappointment <laughs> if nothing happens <laughs> in season four <laughs> I would if love an angsty happens. fight yes that would be mm-hmm, mm-hmm. perfect for them yes I can I can see that but yeah if, if nothing happens in season four oh dear I'm just gonna be like <laughs> okay you're gonna be protesting <laughs> I mean how many seasons can we really go through going oh, something's gonna happen this season something's yeah. gonna happen this season we and like then to, nothing happening we like to remind ourselves though that I mean you guys in the UK are used to this but like Mm -hmm. normally our seasons have always usually been like 22 episodes a season Mm -hmm. so really how many episodes we've had isn't even a one season season. for like our tv (laughs) Mm -hmm. so it feels like a long time because it's you know been years but it's like 
I try to remind myself that like, okay, we're doing a slow burn. Like you've done this before. (laughs) (laughs) You can handle it. This is true. Gilmore Girls, I think was 84 episodes before Luke and Laura Likest because it was like 22 episodes for four seasons. So yeah, yeah, 18 episodes is nothing. (laughs) I think it's hard because season one was so like heavy with romance, like in a very unexpected way. And then it kind of slowed down a little bit in season two, which was an odd it was just an odd thing to view and now we're kind of like we're doing the figuring out of what we want in life but there's not as much of the like heavy romantic sexual tension moments that we were got used to in season one so I think that that's where it's been hard as if you were to kind of like oh we're going really fast and then we're just kind of pushing back like they almost kiss like four times in the first season (laughs) you know like (laughs) it's crazy how many times this almost happens yeah I do agree I do sit there and I think I remember when I first watched season one that I found it very refreshing that it there was this show that didn't look down on the romance like it was it was a a great balance between his crime and mystery and drama and also there's some romance and it felt like a really nice balance across all of it that the romance didn't take over but it was still kind of subtly there underneath that I do I do agree that in season two and three, it does kind of feel like it's, it's, we're simmering in a very yeah. slow. Yeah. We're we're that it just got, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. heat got turned up a little bit. Definitely. I think it's now time to, yeah, g- give us a little bit of something. We'd be happy. Yeah. I don't I just want please. a kiss though. Katie and I always say, and Stu, we trust. Uh, <laughs> we think that he is going to push for this. He wants them to kiss just as much as we do. Yeah. I have faith in him. <laughs> Make it happen. <laughs> uh, well, have thank you so too. much, gals, for joining yes, us. It's been amazing. Thank this you. This is so guys. much fun. Yeah. Favorite subject. Yes. It is, it's definitely one of our favorite subjects as well. So it's <laughs> yeah, been amazing. And thank you so on. much to the fans who have given us so many great points of view to, to discuss tonight. Yeah. Yes, those thank are you, amazing everybody. questions. Yeah. yeah. So thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you, and tune in next time for another good one, so bye-bye. Don't forget where you can find us on Instagram, on Facebook. Just search Scarleteers underscore podcast, Facebook and Instagram, and you will find us. And uh, we're a lovely bunch who just love chatting about the show. Oh, that's amazing. Come join us, yeah. Yeah. So everybody have a good time, and bye-bye. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the Scarlet Tears podcast. Music by Kevin McLeod. Incomatech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribute 4.0, license HTTP colon forward slash forward slash creativecommons.org forward slash licenses forward slash by forward slash 4.0 forward slash.